Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Good morning. It's really an honor to be here today with these amazing partners all around me and in the room where you can't see who are working every single day to improve the lives of community members. I'm Tara Ellis. I'm the president and CEO of Feed More Western New York. And we work to provide dignity, hope, and a brighter future to those in Western New York experiencing food insecurity. Feedmore operates in Erie, Niagara, Cattaraugus, and Chautauqua County, and we serve through partnerships with pantries, soup kitchens, a whole host of ways that we reach those facing food insecurity. We also try to shorten the line through a workforce development program called RISE. We have mobile farm trucks getting food out there, and we do home-delivered meals to those that literally cannot leave their homes. We're there in times of personal need, like joblessness or illness, and unfortunately, in times of horrific tragedy, like the shooting on 514, that horrible tragedy that took 10 beautiful lives that will never be able to be restored, but also created a ripple effect of fear, agony, and horror throughout our community. And that temporary closure of the Topps grocery store left so many East Buffalonians without access to something that really is something that we all deserve, a primary grocery store. During that time, Feedmore and so many others stood up for months of emergency service, and it brought lots of national attention to the food deserts in our community and highlighted the need for food access for all. But this isn't a new problem. This is not a new problem. We've had a deep presence in the East Buffalo community for decades. We work with 28 hunger relief partners, food pantries, soup kitchens, community dining sites. A dozen of them are within a mile of that Topps grocery store. We make mobile food pantry stops, farm market truck stops. Food insecurity is pervasive. It's a pervasive problem throughout Western New York and East Buffalo, and the problem continues to grow. In 2022, our organization alone helped almost 200,000 people, more than at the height of the pandemic. And we continue to see this need for food assistance rise. In the city of Buffalo specifically, the number of people served by Feedmore increased by 36%. It was worse for our children. 58% more of our children in this community needed our help last year. Feedmore and the network of hunger relief agencies are really proud of what we do. But we can't do it alone, and that's why we're here today. We're here to stand with our partners. We're here to talk about what this community needs, and we're so proud to be with these community members and government officials. It's now my really true and deep honor to introduce a real leader who is deeply committed to tackling the root causes of food insecurity throughout our nation and right here in Western New York. We are so fortunate to have a passionate and dedicated public servant like her in our corner. Please join me in welcoming the leader of efforts through the Healthy Food Financing Initiative to aid all of our efforts in hunger relief, United States Senator Kirsten Gillibrand. I've never been hidden behind all the microphones, but I will tiptoe to try to be above them. 
I will tiptoe. Um, thank you all for being here. I want to recognize so many of the electives and advocates that are here with us today. Um, each one of you has been instrumental in speaking on behalf of the community that needs a voice. Um, our NAAC president, Reverend Mark Blue, uh, for his vision and his unbelievable, unwavering support. Uh, Tara Ellis, our president and CEO of Feedmore Western New York. Uh, Erie County Legislator Howard Johnson, Tom Lowe of Field and Fork Network, Deborah Tucker of the Majority Leader Crystal People Stokes' office, uh, Zanita and Verhart of the Buffalo Common Council, um, and others who are here to talk about this issue. Um, I'm just going to stand here because it's really too high. <laughs> can you, can the microphone still pick me up if I'm here? Okay, great. Um, I, I really want to talk about how important food is for the well-being of our families, for the well-being of a community. Um, we have far too many food deserts in New York. We have a food desert right here. And food is important. It's what nourishes our families. It keeps us healthy. It keeps uh, a community together. And when communities don't have access to fresh, healthy, nutritious food, it really harms them. Without it, you lose out on the enrichment and the strengthening that comes with having a healthy food network. When we, look at company, when we look at communities across the country, there's a lot that just aren't receiving the nutrition that they need to survive and thrive. And food deserts are far too common. They disproportionately are located in communities of color and low-income communities. Barriers to food access have become even more common post-COVID. Um, we saw during COVID a lot of people stayed home. Uh, they weren't able to get out. They were afraid to go to the grocery store. They felt exposed. Uh, we saw during COVID that a lot of our seniors were homebound and there was no one who was getting them food. Um, and I'm so grateful that Feedmore does more of uh, direct uh, delivery of food, cooked meals to our seniors. It makes a difference. Um, in Buffalo, we have among the highest food insecurity rates uh, of other cities. According to USDA, thousands of Erie County residents live in food deserts which are areas that have few or no options to shop for affordable, high-quality, healthy foods like fruits, vegetables, lean meats. And nearly one in 10 Erie County residents are food insecure. In fact, it was in an effort to address this lack of food access that primarily black residents of East Buffalo pushed for years to get the Topps Market on Jefferson Avenue, only to see it become one of the sites of the most horrific shootings in our nation's history. And as you described, that left families without any place to go for months as that community recovered. And many community members don't want to go back there, so there's even less options for many families now. Communities should not have to rely on just one grocery store, and they shouldn't have to rely on one grocery store that may be miles away from their homes. Not every person has a car. Not every uh, location where they live has access to mass transit or public transportation. So I'm announcing a bill called the Healthy Food Financing Initiative, a federal program that was authorized in 2014 in the Farm Bill. It provides grants and loans to fresh food retailers and grocery stores to help improve access to nutritious food in underserved areas. It's a deeply effective program and it's deeply popular, but it's often underfunded and runs out. So I'm sending a letter to the Senate appropriators to make sure this program gets the funding it needs. I'm asking for them to double the funding from $25 million to $50 million. And I'm also asking that this program become mandatory, meaning we don't have to get it in the bill every year. We don't have to fight for it in every appropriations bill. 
this would make a big difference here in Buffalo and it would make a big difference uh, across our state. Um, so I'd now like to bring up our next speaker, um, Legislator Howard Johnson. Thank you. Thank you, Senator Gillibrand. I want to thank you to our partners that are here today. And uh, yes, you know, um, food deserts are a problem. If you go three miles out of this door in any direction, you won't find a grocery store. I'm, I'm asking you guys to drive three miles any any direction when you leave here and tell me what's the closest grocery store. The, the closest grocery store to us right here probably would be Tops on Jefferson, and that, that that's a problem. So, you know, um, access to fresh food is, is just a basic human right. Um, where I grew up at, I grew up at uh, in the William Jefferson area. So William Jefferson, uh, there's a Rite Aids right there. That Rite Aids used to be a Tops. Right across the street from that, uh, where McDonald's is, is in that plaza, used to be a, let me st step back, that Rite Aids used to be a super duper. Right across the street at McDonald's was a Tops, and then right across the street from Tops was Coolix. Mm -hmm. So it was all fresh, there was all fresh foods. All those stores we would go to to get all the foods that we need. And I could walk there, because I stayed right there on Howard Street. I would walk down. Um, and it, it, was, it was never a problem. And now this phenomenon of food deserts come. And what do people and then and how and how is the food deserts being addressed? These our residents have to go to corner stores, which does not serve our community well at all. They're overpriced. Some of the worst foods. And then when we look at some of our health issues, they come right out of going to those corner stores, getting hot pockets and processed meats and sodas and stuff like that. That doesn't help the community. So I want to thank Senator Gillibrand for her, for her what she's done to. Um, push forward this new uh, healthy food initiative. I think it's going to go a long way. I think it helps. I think it uh, helps to solve the problems that our community faces. Um, I would like to see more grocery stores here. And, you know, I look at our, um, some of our uh, Arab brothers from the Bangladesh community, they're opening up their own grocery stores by the, by the boat loads, and they are having their folks come and see them. We need more of those options here. Thank you. Thank you. I'd now like to rec recognize and bring up Council Members Anita Everhart. Thank you, Senator Gillibrand, and thank you, Tara and Feedmore, um, and your whole entire organization for everything you've done. I've worked with you all for a few years now, um, and you're always there making sure that people have access to food. Um, and I just want to echo some of what Legislator Johnson said. You know, I grew up on the east side of Buffalo, right? My mom, who was a single mom, she received food stamps, but it, was not, it wasn't enough. My mother went hungry days to make sure that we ate. Right, and that's a problem. Food is a basic right for our community, for our humans, the humans that live in our communities. We should have access to real food in our communities, in our neighborhoods. There should be more than one grocery store. And, and the fight for this is not about me personally, right? I have a car. I can drive to any grocery store that I choose to, but it's not about me. It is about the moms and the dads who send their children to the store to get milk and bread. And that's not available at their corner delis. Many of them do not have apples and oranges and bananas, and that's a problem. And so I really, really want to thank Senator Gillibrand for bringing this to light, for uh, advocating for more funding for this bill, because our children should not go hungry not one day when we think about you know raising our children and raising our family and you know doing more and doing better for communities a lot of times we think about jobs right and we think about education and we think about housing but they have to eat 
right? They have to eat in order to be healthy enough to go to work and to go to school, right? We have children in our school systems who are doing poorly because they're not thinking about the schoolwork. They're thinking about where's their next meal going to come from. And that's a problem. So thank you, Senator Gillibrand, for your advocacy for this and for my community and for the residents of the east side of Buffalo. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, uh, Next, our speaker is uh, Reverend Mark Blue from the NAACP. Good morning, and uh, thank you, Senator Gillibrand, for this opportunity. Uh, the bill that is being uh, announced and presented today is one that will affect our community for a lifetime. Uh, last year, I attended a clergy summit uh, in Washington, and Cory Booker, Senator Booker, he made a statement. He says, in the African-American community, we have drive-bys and drive-throughs. Mm -hmm. Drive-bys are those corner stores that we go to to get food that will not really sustain us, but just get us by. The uh, drive-throughs are the fast food restaurants that are in our community. And we're finding a lot of these in the African-American and minority communities. Just today, I was on Niagara Falls Boulevard and French Road. There was a Wegmans next to a Topps. Let me say that one more time. There was a Wegmans next to a Tops, which had a Kohl's store right in, in between them. I didn't see any housing developments there. It was just road with these, with these stores there. How come our community can't have that? I remember growing up on Jefferson where we had Figmo's. Finally, I got my own grocery store, <laughs> praise the Lord. We had Super Duper, and we had a plethora of fresh food and, and, and garden foods in our community. Now, even with this bill, it will help support community gardens. It will help support the initiative to bring more fresh food in our community. Not only that, but the health outcomes will increase instead of decrease. And we need these initiatives in order to let them know that we're serious about being healthy. We are sick and tired of dying and the uh, outcomes of health, diabetes, high blood pressure, they're all attributed to stores that do not have, do not bring fresh foods into our communities. It's time for us to fight for this. It's time for us to stand up. I, I want to also think uh, feed more. And I want to emphasize, it used to be the food bank of Western New York, but it's feed more. More, more opportunities, more work, more things that they're doing for the community. This bill will help us. It will incentivize grocery stores to let them know that there's opportunity. Uh, instead of doing a SWOT analysis, instead of uh, doing counting cars, let's count people because people matter. People are important. In order for us to raise the next generation of leaders, they have to be healthy. So Senator Gillibrand, thank you for this initiative. Thank you. We're happy to answer on topic questions. Um, if you have for any of us, go ahead. Well, we've been working on it before then. That's how TOPS got here. So um, Senator Schumer will tell you, um, before I was even a senator, he worked very hard to get TOPS to come to Jefferson Ave. 
So we've been working on food deserts for a long time, but one store isn't enough for the large population that's in this area. And if you don't have a car, you can't even get to that tops. So we need another one on this side of the community. Um, so it's, it's the, the poignance of the murders is that it just ex exacerbated an already pro problematic condition. Um, and so we're just continuing to fight. We got this bill first done in 2014. Um, so w this has been in place, but because the money in the program keeps running out, that's why I'm advocating to double it and make it mandatory so we don't have to fight for it every year. So you just said that, um, you know, a Niagara Street record market, you said that there was a witness next to it and then there was right next to it was the tops and stuff like that. You know, how come it was so tough to just get another grocery store and stuff like that on the side? So I think it's a number of reasons. I think that, um, I think sometimes grocery store chains only want to be in wealthy communities because they want people to spend a lot of money in their grocery stores. Um, a lot of, um, sometimes um, I think that they don't think it's economic. And so we have to give them money to come to our communities so that they can be whole, so that they actually can afford to put another branch. But I find hunger is a much harder issue than just that. Because even if we had a grocery store, there's going to be people who can't afford the food in the grocery store, which is why Feed More is so valuable. There's also going to be people who are unable to get to the grocery store because of mobility issues, because of age. So supporting organizations like Feed More is also a priority because they are bringing food directly to the residents who are homebound. They're bringing the food directly into the communities where there's so much food insecurity. So even though this is a top line request of getting another grocery store here, it's even not good enough. Um, another solution is, there's a lot of corner stores, I've seen a bunch of them. Um, helping them access refrigeration so they can actually put fr fresh fruits and vegetables in their stores, because they're convenient, they're, they're on the corner. So we want to help them be more effective in offering more nutritious foods for a, a less expensive price. Sometimes when they do offer those fr fresh fruits and vegetables, they charge too much um, because they're not buying it in bulk and not um, being able to have large amounts there and lots of turnover. So it's a really hard challenge. Um, but this program works, and um, I will keep calling different grocery store chains to challenge them to come here and to see, you know, at least try. If you, if you, if you go out of business and you fail, you know, we'll try something else. But we, we want them to try. Yep. As was said earlier, it's, it was a challenge to get tops to come yep. to East Buffalo in the first place, and it took years for it to be built and be ready for opening. How will this piece of legislation help maybe accelerate that process to be able to get another grocery store to East Buffalo and to be able to open it sooner so yep. uh, in the event that another incident or, or any reason. And just, it's still too far away, as I think Reverend said, that it's still too far away for people to get to. Um, you know, there's some chains that seem very open to moving, like a chain like Aldi's. Um, they've been very receptive to move to lower income communities. They offer lower prices so that the food that they're selling is more affordable. Um, so maybe we can cultivate them, and I'm going to work on that personally. Senator, what would you say to residents? I mean, it's been more than 18 months since the, the top shooting. We're coming up on the two year remembrance. A lot of people, I think, are anxious to see another store on the east side of Buffalo. Um, they're like, why can't we have one being built now? Why can't we see Tops or X grocery store chain move into this building now? W what would you say 
to them about the process? Um, the problem is, is these companies are corporate companies that have corporate boards and they make their decisions based on what's best for their bottom line. Mm -hmm. And they're not focused on what's best for the community. They're not necessarily focused on how to keep a community strong and how to make sure everyone has access to the high quality foods that they need to thrive. And so we have to be persuasive. I mean, government offers money. That's what this is. Like, here's money. Here's a, a incentive. But you have to get them to want to do it. And it's, it's harder than you think. Um, my staff and I have been calling grocery stores for years saying, can you please move here? Can you please look into this? And we don't have a lot of successes. And that's why I've really tried to look at other ways, um, much more um, nuanced ways, like funding Feed More more. So I do a lot on and funding the SNAP program more so that people can use their SNAP um, benefits at farmers markets. Um, to I'm also trying to change something in the farm bill to be able to use SNAP benefits for not-for-profits that do have a commercial kitchen and deliver meals. Like imagine if a senior could say to any of the not-for-profits, I'm going to give you my $50, $75 a month, and you're going to deliver 20 meals to me. That would be so much better than that senior having to go to a grocery store that she can't get to and has to take two buses to even just have that cooked meal. So we're trying to make SNAP a more effective program, and we're trying to make that more, more available to more people. So for example, another group of people that are often food insecure are students. If you're a foster care kid or you, your parents aren't paying for your um, housing and food, you're going to go hungry a lot. Um, and we want to make SNAP available to them. So we saw a lot of pro problems during COVID about these food programs not getting enough, not going far enough with enough food. So we tried to improve them, and the farm bill comes every five years. And so this bill we're putting in the farm bill to, again, incentivize the grocery stores, help not-for-profits, help organizations like Feed More, and, and change how we look at SNAP in terms of feeding programs. What have those conversations been like with the grocery store change? How, how would you describe them? Well, the one that I've recently had, um, it's not economic. And they, they'll say something like, well, we have a one two miles away. Well, two miles away doesn't help the person who has a car, who doesn't have a car. And it's not their job to meet the needs of the lowest income people. It's my job. It's government has to do that and not for profits. Our job is to feed the hungry. Our job is to meet the needs of the, of the lowest income, most at need, at risk families. And so we just have to be more creative. And, but this bill does work, so that's why we want to double it and make it mandatory. Because it's always oversubscribed. Where has this bill worked? Is there another city that you can um, I can get you that, but it definitely works, and it's, um, I can get you who's gotten the grants over the last five years and how they've spent it, um, so you can see where the money's gone. But it goes to all types of food programs. Um, it's a very flexible, effective program. Senator Gillibrand, one thing that you kind of mentioned to me and everyone else before is that you said these retail chains, they thinking about, you know, the big picture, the green, you know, stuff like that. Is it going to bring a lot of, like, revenue? economic value to yeah. their store and stuff like that. But there's things like, you know, WIC program and food stamps and stuff like that. Yeah. Are they not like fond of, you know, fond of those things or something like that? I don't that think so. I think they're fine with those. I mean, it's just money. It's just money in a, in a EBT card. So, you know, they, they want money. I mean, they're for-profit companies. So, um, and this is one of the challenges, one of the challenges with um, just how our economy runs and capitalism in general is that 
we don't reward um, act actions for the common good. And a totally separate idea is I would like to have a separate tax rate for common good companies that are for profit but also care about other um, um, goals that are beneficial to the common good. And I want to give them a lower tax rate. So I think we do need to incentivize corporate America to go beyond their mission of making money to serving other stakeholders like the communities where they live, uh, the communities that need support, um, all children, uh, not just the affluent children, but all children in their community. And I think maybe we need to change the tax code to, again, push them further. Sorry, one more question. Yep. Okay. <laughs> These are all good questions. <laughs> so, you know, you came on to our, I want to say our 530 show, but you talked to our Claudine Ewing, you know, a couple weeks ago, probably like a week or two ago, yeah. you know. She asked you the question, okay, like, you know, it's been months that it came by, you kind of promised this money towards us and stuff like that. And like now we come weeks later and it's like now it's here and stuff. It's like kind of just was it for know? this program or for which what the money for what for to urge more to push for more grocery stores to come. To yeah, so time. this money we have to pass it. So mm -hmm. the opportunity to pass it is the farm bill, and the farm bill uh, we are negotiating now. So we're hoping this money gets put in this bill and it should be passed by the end of this Congress. We only negotiate a farm bill every five years and. So the last time, um, it was actually two times ago, is when we created the program. So I'm hopeful. I'm actually very hopeful that this is something that's bipartisan, that people understand it makes sense. It's not a great deal of money in the grand scheme of agriculture policy, uh, but it goes a long way. So I'm hoping we'll be successful in getting it included. So the money would be available next year. If, if it all goes well, it would be available next year. The program would be put in place by the end of this year. and would be available for grant programs by next year. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.